Yeah. Yeah, we can we can clip some of the tangents as like special like, hey, do you want to see this special tangent? <laughs> Subscribe to Clean Technica, you know, three dollars a month, whatever. <laughs> if, <laughs> the juicy if, details. Uh, if Tesla employees gone wild. If, if you're one of the five people that love the rantings of a madman and want more. It's yeah. just three dollars a month yeah, for the rest of your life. <laughs> no exit clause. Join our Patreon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's always the Patreon thing. Like, like, hey, do you want more more stuff that's yeah. even more redundant? Join the Patreon. You see that with so many yeah. of these, yeah. these these YouTubers yeah. and stuff. We we can leave some juicy bits for subscribers, and you know, you you get the yeah. really exclusive and that's all the good fun stuff that you, you know nobody needs to know, but it's like this is the, this is the fun stuff, you know. Yeah, and that's, and that's yeah. One of the one of the fascinating things, and the reason why I tell stories like that. Is um, is because what makes the story so fascinating is how improbable the unfolding of all of this is and was. Mm -hmm. How imp how how incredibly improbable the um, the outcome would be, and uh, and how improbable it has be how, how it has become. Uh, because for any other company, it, I'm sure it'd be like, oh man, we have to build these. I, I mean. I don't. I didn't sign up yeah. to build a trailer. No, no, and uh, yeah. it's five o'clock, and yeah. <laughs> uh, everyone go home. This is like we're not building a trailer today. Where it's just like my no, blood. My blood sugar's low. I gotta eat. Yeah. Something. Oh yeah. Like, we did not eat. <laughs> like there was no eating. It was so funny. We had people making runs to like. Um, like like a Costco or something, and it was literally like these ration runs, and we literally have a wrench and we have like a protein bar, like <laughs> you know, like like that was there was there was like. Um, um, and that was, but and that so, was and so these it. cars. This was mid two thousand. This was like the first. This is uh, at that point. It'd be like September two thousand twelve. September two thousand twelve. So that, just that's a, when the trailers are starting to use. Just a few months after the Model S first hit launch. the market, yeah, like just really, really, really early Model S's, mm -hmm. uh, and they were all gone. They were all initially going around California, I assume, right? It was. It was yeah, original um, original team was um, uh, around California, and we were. Um, the thing was was to deliver them on truck and trailers. You know the the F two fifty Super Duty with the yeah. with the uh, feather light trailer. Um, but before we got the feather lights, we were using the U haul trailers um, that like the auto loaders that were we totally maxed out the spec for them because the other model model has like forty nine hundred pounds, and so that thing was done like Ugh! like but it was holding it, but it did did okay. And those things are the limited speed for those like fifty five miles an hour on the highway. These U haul trailers. And, and that was what we were using in the interim. We were renting them. And, um, and so the California guys, particularly like Los Angeles and things, like they were delivering to like people that lived on like sides of mountains. And like, it would be like like two track paths. And then they'd have to back down, oh, like man. after, like unload, like unload the cars. And there's some crazy things. <laughs> this is one guy, um, his name's Brandon. Classic story. We were talking with Doreen, who was the head of uh, North American Sales at that time. She was kind of like heading out the team. She was like our daily contact, and um, we kind of. And then Dan Migan was like our team lead. Um, Dan's like Tesla led. He's like such an such an amazing guy. He'd be an amazing interview. But um, uh, I think people outside of Tesla, you know, we we don't know that many names from Tesla. There, you know, yeah, there like, are so, yeah, there like are so. Yeah, there's so many. You guys. you you mentioned a lot of people like uh, last time. Every time we talk, like. Uh, it's clear, like to you, this is like a really well-known person in Tesla, and it's, I'm like, 
don't re- don't really know if I've ever heard that name before. It's like you yeah, know, it's, it's like, like within circles, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Broadway, well, the coverage is huge. so much Elon, maybe like JB, maybe you know, back in the day, George Black and Chip. And, but it's like you know, you don't really. There's almost almost never does other do do like names come out that are not like on the top tier of the executive team. Yeah, yeah, and like, Elon's really good about that. Like he'll he's really good about thanking the team uh, when he does yeah. um, when he addresses um, you know at events and things like that um, because it's true. I mean, he is. Um, He's kind of the the personification and the role model because he is he is the ultimate role model when it comes yeah, to and it seems like he really takes that that very seriously with trying to to spread spread the love to, and whatnot. Yeah, he wants but, to. You can tell he wants to be the ex- example, the first one to show up, the last one to leave. The, but this, um, but this story, and I think he I think he can't not. I think that's just yeah. nature. But you know. but the story with Brandon, what what happened? Oh was, yeah, yeah. So, know, so so he was um, <laughs> during like got off the phone and she was like, whoa. Well, okay. I guess everything will be fine. And we're like, what happened? He, he was he was in Miami. He he was one of the first guys out in the field, and he was uh, delivering Model S. And he was going off an exit, and he was slowing down. And the and a tire, it was like a cartoon. The tire, one of the tires from the trailer rolled past him. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. Ah! <laughs> you know, they like pulled over, like a tire like flew off the trailer, oh and uh, that happened all the time. The U-Haul trailers, we're blowing tires like left and right on those things. Well, I was gonna bring this up earlier, and I forgot because this is a, an interesting story. I don't think I've ever written about. I, I, this summer, I was talking to someone who's got a business for 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 many years delivering vehicles. Um, mm. Largely, I think uh, used, but, uh, but but I think also new new cars, basically, up and down the East Coast, sometimes further. Um, so he knows the market really well, and we were. He's not a Tesla guy. He's he, he knows, and we have mutual friends who had a Tesla Model Three last year, and um, he knew you know what he knows what I do. Uh, but we were talking just about this industry and, and the sales and the market, and uh, and he he noted uh, just basically offhand he was noting that i was asking about pricing and like different things about this business and he noted that uh yeah i mean generally historically it was uh it was cheaper to ship a car from west coast to east coast so shipping cars on trailers from west coast to east coast used to be cheaper than east to west Hmm. and because tesla had so much shipping demand for the model 3 like just ongoing not just like at the burst but like they bought up companies. They have just so much. They're shipping so many cars from California to the East Coast that it's flipped, and now it's more expensive to ship from the East West Coast wow. to the East Coast because Tesla is so influential on the market that they've basically flipped uh, the entire <laughs> flipped industry. the yeah flipped the basically yeah the, the pricing of, of this um, and just that wow. that much influence on such a big industry. And yeah. so you see, you go from like. It's a perfect uh, time to finally mention this because you go from you building these trailers like with people who, just, you know, they're like, hey, do we have enough straps? And it's like, that's not safe. You know, the tires rolling off the, to like Tesla being such a huge market force in the sh- yeah, like vehicle the, shipping industry that you move the pricing uh, of the it's country. It's affecting, yeah. But the, the you affect the, the countrywide pricing. It's yeah. like, that's just, that's a, that's a huge mind-blowing kind of sick, uh, seven well six yes. to seven yeah. year story yes. it was seven years this month yeah seven years this month and this was i mean i talked to him uh, a few months ago 
and I don't know what his point of reference was, but I assume this started at the end of last year because that's mm. when you had the, the massive shipments. So, yeah. I mean, so basically within six to seven years, you go from trying to figure out how to put a trailer together and to keep the wheels on it and strap the car on it correctly yeah. and get the insurance and for the truck to moving markets. Yeah, like, like we literally, <laughs> and to build the things, it was like, okay, we need wrenches. Who has a wrench? And we're like... Like, I'm from New York. I'm from Chicago. I'm from, <laughs> I'm from Houston. We're like, okay, let's go to Home Depot and buy some wrenches. Like, it was literally like... And then, is this a wrench? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, is this... Is this yeah, and then we're like taking pictures like, hey, is this the one we need? Yeah, get that one. Okay. Yeah. And then... Um, and that was... And then... And, it, and the buck stopped with us. And like, how many other countless stories? Because if we didn't do yeah. that, then the cars didn't didn't get to Costa Mesa, mm. the guys didn't get delivered, and the service centers didn't get the trucks. And so there's like these, these how many moments in Tesla, how many countless moments in Tesla's history where there are a group of people, guys and gals, where the whole, like the, the buck stopped with them. Yeah. On, you the, know? on the production line, on the delivery. Yeah, on the, and, and, yeah. It was, and it was kind of like, um, and you had to, uh, and you couldn't say like, oh, I don't have the things I need to do my yeah. job. You had to find a solution. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, so this was yeah September two thousand twelve. And then, so how did your um, how did your role then progress from from then to like the end of two thousand twelve or into yeah. two thousand thirteen? Yeah. So in the uh, fall, so right after that, we went back to our respect. Our team uh, went to our individual markets that we came from. So there's like Chicago. Um, Seattle, um, Houston. Um, okay, so you were in California for for how long? A couple, Just a couple months. A couple months. months. Yeah, help. and then um, and then we went back to New York, and um, and then we were operating out of the Queens Service Center, which I think now is a battery lab. It's 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 in Long Island City, Queens. Uh, it was a humble location, <laughs> and um, uh, and that was really great. It was it was uh, there was. It was about uh, four or five of us, and uh, they brought in uh, some guys from Chicago and some guys from Houston, uh, from Texas. They brought in Armin from Texas and, and Chris from, from, uh, from Colorado. And, uh, and there's Nathan, Aaron, um, Pierce, and myself. And then we were the, initially the quad state. So we are New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Um, and, then, um, and then we got a... We got a Philly presence in Pennsylvania, um, but then yeah, we would just um, deliver cars, and it was um, it was really wild because um, the in, in they you know in California they're like they did a hypothetical they like timed out well, how long does it take to load a car and how long does it take to print out the paperwork how long does it take to go in transit to the average place. And then how long does it take for a person to sign their name and to go over the car and then drive back? I'm like, cool. So everyone should do at least two home deliveries a day. It was like, this is in fall of 2012. Okay. Um, but in New York, it could take like two hours to go two miles. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And then, and at first they wanted the, uh, and I asked Dan in, in, the, in the beginning, I was like, Hey, if it's in the city, like if it's in Manhattan, can we just like, if we get the owner to like sign off on it, can we just like drive the car in there? And he's like, absolutely. Cause it's like crazy to like deliver a car in the city, yeah. in, in, in yeah. the city of Manhattan, yeah. it, or in Manhattan Island. Um, but for like Long Island, upstate New York and everything, um, the, um, 
but we had to kind of just adjust our timelines for like traffic and blowing blowing tires on on the trailers that happened and and just all these things um the uh I think the most interesting, if you want to hear an interesting anecdotal story, there's there are so many. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. The, <laughs> Everyone the, is raising their hands. Yes. The, uh, well, uh, well, let's talk about the Queen's the Queen's service center. That was interesting. This so looks it was like, like it's going somewhere naughty. He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it was it yeah, was um, the Queen's service it was in <laughs> it was in Long Island City, Queens, which is a very basically Long Island City used to be like it used to be like shipping uh like factories and warehouses for the shipping industry in like the 80s okay. and then and then it became um just kind of this barren post-apocalyptic urban wasteland uh but cheap real estate so uh tesla hey we'll move in here so um but it was on the same our our, our the service center was on the same street as a penitentiary and it was, it was like barber a lot of barber involved in the area and um uh the um and there's i think there's like 16 parking spots and like that's it it was like this little corner it was like this little it looked like a little like one of those like mom and pop service stations with like one garage you know and then but these cars would come in like we'd get like two eight car carriers at a time they're like well, that's the parking lot. <laughs> it's like, no, they're real. And so, like, we're unloading, like, on the shoulder of the off-ramp of the 495. You know, so it'd be, like, snowing. You're, like, unra- you're, like loading a car under a trailer. Like, there's, like, buses and taxis and, like, oh teens texting. You gotta, like, tuck in. You have to, like, wait for a car pass. And then you have to go and, like, shut the car down and like, go and wait for a car. Like, you know. Uh, and, uh and then and it was it was like we're lining cars up on the shoulder of the 495, and miraculously nothing is amazing. Nothing happened. Like it was providence, uh, and it be and, and uh, we were unloading cars just like on this. We deliver people in Hudson Valley. It'd be like they lived on the side of a cliff, and it'd be snowing, and it's like the ramps are like slippery. You know, you're trying to the you know the little ramps from the the trailer. You're trying to load the car off, and you can feel it like shimmying. You're like, please don't fall off the cliff. This would be really bad for PR. And uh, and and, uh, and it worked. Um, uh, oh, and Hurricane when Hurricane Sandy hit, that was crazy. Oh yeah. So Hurricane hit, Sandy hit that that fall. That and, fall of the first mile less. Yeah. Yeah. And so we were huh. keeping. We our, It became very obvious that we couldn't keep the cars at at the the Tesla service center in Queens because there wasn't enough room. They did this amazing job. I called it Tesla Tesla Tetris. Where at the end of every day, the the techs and kudos to them. They stacked the cars. The, every lift. There's only like three lifts. And then and then a, a tire tire uh, alignment rack lift. They would put the cars on the lifts, lift them up, then pull the other cars and tuck them in, and then tuck all the other cars, put a car on the alignment rack, and then tuck it in. And then at one point we had the prototype X, the one like from yeah, yeah. that you see in like every picture, the yeah, um, that, one that it, it was a rolling chassis. Yeah. Um, that was like we're, it was just like tucked in the corner like a naughty child <laughs> for like months. <laughs> like it was just like it was like a Model X. Like, like there a was, like, yeah, it was so funny. Uh, I think it was like it, they were show, I think it was in the um, the Garden State or uh, Paramus. Did you bring this store. up with your was your father in law who bought the X? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. We bring this up with him that you had the prototype X who's staring at you from the corner. Like, <laughs> well, back then, good... like no one knew what yeah. Model X was. It yeah. was kind of like, like the unveiling had happened, like you know, early, like in two thousand ten, I think, like that, something like or that. something yeah. like that, when they I did think, the, the unveiling. But then this was the this was the Alpha. It didn't have a powertrain in it. It, it, it was like yeah. it was like the Alpha build. It had the front that looked like the old Model S, you know, with yeah. the faux yeah. and everything. Yeah. It was just so funny. Which some media outlets still use. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't that, so, yeah, some isn't that was, funny? Some will still find that image and use it as an image of the Model X. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's, so hilarious. And uh, that color was awesome too. I like, like that kind of like. Cool yeah, there's something stuff. wrong about this picture. <laughs> yeah, it's context, people. So, um, uh, so we started using this place in Jersey. It was this like shipping area. And um, Sandy hit, and everyone lost everything lost power. Um, uh, Nathan uh, Checo, uh, who's awesome, another Tesla legend. He's such an amazing guy. He was um, living uh, with my wife and I in an extra bedroom in our place, just so he'd be closer to work and stuff, and commuting to work and stuff. When Sandy hit, like our house was unlivable. Is the trees fell in front of it, we lost power, so we had to find a different place to live. Um, and then service sent, you know, we had to get electricity back. And so we actually took the printer, it's like this massive printer from the from the, the service center, because we had to print out delivery documents. Mm-hmm. And we put it, it's the first time I ever used Uber. Um, Nathan's like, yeah, we use this, we'll use this. I was like, what is it, like a cab or like a little cab? He's like, no, a guy just like drives you around. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you just, you do it. And he knows exactly where you are. And he comes right to you. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, you don't have to, because otherwise we'd be like staying in the corner like an idiot yeah, and yeah. trying to wave down a cab. In, in, another thing was, it was in Long Island City, which like no cabs go down there because no, yeah. no one yeah. in the right mind goes yeah. to Long Island City yeah. to, to hang out and then he's a ride, you know? So, um, so that was magical. That was the first time I experienced Uber. So we basically were working, it was like five guys with this industrial sized printer in the living room of my apartment. So you put this printer in the Uber? Yeah, we put yeah. it in the Uber. Yeah. Um, we drove to our house, we put it in my living room and, and we had, we all had our laptops open sitting on the floor of my living room, scheduling deliveries. We had like our little earpieces on. My, my wife would bring out like hummus and crackers. Like, yeah. hey, like, hey. And it was like, Hey sir, so well, you open on Wednesday, come We'll bring it out of your house. So you're going to be your child. Okay. And would you like some hummus and crackers with that? <laughs> <laughs> like mute the phone. <laughs> oh God, we're back. Um, uh, um, so there's just a lot of. Are you eating the- chips while talking to me about my <laughs> Tesla? <laughs> no, no, sir. No. no, we're very professional here. But the, uh, the, very clean office. We had to, we had to blend uh, sustenance and work. Uh, those those blended in. Um, the delivery stories are a whole other memoir. But I think the most interesting, the the most interesting, the New Year's Eve 2012. I think that's a that's a good one. If you, if you yeah care. yeah let me well let me actually just. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I've got you drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Now I'm really going to make David look funny. No, this uh, is, he's drinking in my Easy interview. job. No, yeah. just kidding. No. So, so, uh, so uh, December yeah. 30, first. This, this is the yeah. first New Year's Eve with the Model S on the market. Correct. December yeah, so 31st. this is December uh, 2012. And, uh, and this is actually. Uh, so, actually, a little bit of context. This is. Um, is this the point in time where there's about a bit of chatter like on places like Seeking Alpha about uh, Model S and vehicles not be like having issues and uh, and there was like this there was there was this period where there was it got like a lot of attention maybe the New York Times covered it or something and then 
there yeah, was, there was like that, there's that times Elon. one that whole fiasco where they're like driving it we, you know well there's driving. that but there was just some buildup of like you know some small issues with and sure. and like customer dissatisfaction and there was this kind of risky period of um of of like uh consumer demand possibly getting like Oh. fatal uh, because of this mm. early chatter and not enough uh reviews and and early you know feedback sure. uh, showing it how awesome the car was so this is when there was the broder test drive was it that that time as it well was, it would have been it would have yeah. been during that so time. he he had the test drive too and he came out and like you know as we talked about it seemed like he t- intentionally made the car run out of charge on a, on a road trip to make to and Tesla came out with blog posts refuting, you know, saying we looked at the black box. This doesn't yeah. really make sense. He circled the parking lot nine times or something like that. And yeah. uh, and then Elon said, I think it was on the shareholder conference call or a different conference call. He was like saying that this this took a this was a massive hit to their order log and that they like could have basically could have crushed the company with this kind of uh, this kind of negative media attention. But they somehow like people pulled together buyers ended up stick, sticking with their reservations and ordering their cars then reviews started coming out and they were like this car's freaking mind-blowing yeah. and then all of it went you know yeah. skyward and uh, yeah and then this was around the time that then he said you know the tsunamis are gonna have or the shorts are gonna have a tsunami coming for them in a few months or something or, or something and, and then that happened yeah definitely that was definitely yeah what we first started to see was um of course because there's been fud Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. This manufactured, um, a lot negative, of it manufactured. Yeah, manufactured negative press. Um, of course, all through the roaster days, and then of course with with the Model S. Oh, it's vaporware, and okay, now it exists. But okay, let's see what we can find now. So there's all these these kind of things in delivery. In delivery, particularly at that time, and this goes a lot with Tesla. But we are so far in the weeds. Like the outside world just you, kind of melted away. Right. We are completely oblivious. All we knew was the task at hand. We didn't know, we didn't care. Uh, the task at hand was, it's like, you deliver these effing cars no matter what. And that was it. And um, uh, and that must have been why, like, we, we, you know, keep the light, <laughs> we, all, we all knew, like, we had to keep the lights on. And, and there was this kind of effect of like, man, we'll... we'll we, but you're not we'll in the room with Elon looking at the, like, we need this many cars delivered at this time or else we're well, totally... <laughs> we, were, we were abundantly totally clear. It was so, and, th- and that leads up to my New Year's story of how important every car was. It wasn't this thing like, oh, well, it's Deliver just one car. Will it, will it matter? You know, will it matter? Will this one car matter? Oh my God, everyone did. I mean, we had this, this customer that um, uh, his, the, the signature cars being delayed and delayed and delayed. And a lot of our job, we'd build a big rapport with our customers. I, I dear, dear uh, connections with customers to this day because it was kind of like, um, doing triage with them for months where it's like, oh, there's this delay at the factory. There's this one guy that was furious. Like he was furious. And um, he'd worked with a couple other Tesla employees and got furious with them. And so George uh, Blankenship like actually contacted me. He's like, David, I want you to take take lead on this guy. I want you, I, you, gotta, you gotta kill him with kindness, man. You gotta give him the love. He's like, I want you to call him every single day. If there's no news, just tell him you love him. And tell him <laughs> we love him. And, uh, and, and so I was having, um, back in the day, this is way easier to do. I was having colleagues in Fremont, like actually taking pictures of yeah. his car, his VIN going mm-hmm. down the assembly line. Here it is, it's gonna, mm-hmm. and, then, and then it was like end of line, it needs some rectifications. Like, oh, we're making sure, and it's all about 
it's not spinning it. It's putting it in perspective. It's like we care and we want it to be as good as it can be. Um, and, and, and we're figuring it out. So it's kind of giving him, giving him this love and, um, uh, and then and then deliver and then delivering it to him, but it was it, it was it was that customer attention because we didn't want people to be like, well, forget this, I'm never getting my car. These people don't know what they're doing. We wanted, it. and so that 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 was kind of the cauldron where the customer experience element of it was. We had to show because once they showed, and I, I tried to to teach this to the Tesla employees that I'd help onboard. Most people in a customer experience situation, if they don't give what they want from the company that the, the company that they're giving the money to, their their assumption is, well those people know what's going on, but they just don't care. Yeah. They don't care about yeah. me. Yeah. And with Tesla, and this sounds negative at first, but it's actually incredibly positive. With Tesla it's the opposite. It's like we don't know what's going on, but we care. <laughs> you know, it's like we, we don't know we have to figure out what we're doing. Um, because no one's ever done it like this before. It's not because we're imbeciles, it's because no one's ever done it like this before. So it's not that we know and we don't care, it's that we don't know and we care. Mm-hmm. We really care. And pe- when people find out that you truly care about them as a human being, um, they're like, okay, like, okay. Because yeah. they know it's not you. I, I think, uh, you know, especially with early buyers, I, I assume a lot of them, you know, they were in there on the mission with you. They're just like, you know, they're on the, they're willing to they're on the buying end. Others just wanted the coolest maybe Correct. car and they have a lot of money and they Correct. are used to like the best service and Correct. they might have really need a, a kind of uh, special special walk, you know, treatment walkthrough. But, but it's, it must have been a really case-by-case uh, I mean, case balance of how you're, how you're dealing with how one buyer are, after another to, to make... You know. It's like the movie Magnolia. How much are you willing to forgive? <laughs> that saying that uh, you know that John C. Riley says. Yeah. So in the beginning, you had early adopter, and you had, man, I just got a McLaren. Uh, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. and then now you know. So there's like early adopter in that, and now it's become this. You yeah. know, where yeah. with model. You know, now it's like, hey, hey Tesla, I realize. You guys are only ten years old, and boy, a forever you guys driving. And then you have the, like these people are like, ah, yeah. <laughs> and, just, yeah. and, uh, and and you that, also, and I mean, you have uh, you obviously. There's no way in hell you're gonna have a very personal delivery experience with, for people. You know, you have so many people buying cars, getting cars every day, and so many, and you know, obviously a limited number of people delivering mm. and in touch, and, and then different people in touch. and So it creates quite a challenge. I was really, in my buying experience, something I was gonna write about, because I uh, have an article open with a draft title, but uh, the salesperson at the Sarasota store, one of them, uh, he gave me an update every day after I ordered, like where it was, like, oh, it's in California, oh, it's coming off the production line, oh, it's leaving right. California, oh, it's going. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice thing they do. Uh, like, that's really, that helps you really feel, I mean, you, of course you're excited and nervous at the same time uh, mm-hmm. after making the, the purchase. And each little notification like that is just like a nice, relaxing, like relief and cool, exciting update. Correct. It would be awesome. 